We're live. It's happening. Always. And forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, what? queen. Yes, king? Uh-huh. Happy belated Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about it much, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself because... I'm I, not, because we're talking about it now. That's true. You know, when I used to teach, I used to spend the whole day like going over lessons about different things because I taught a class called diversity and so like <clears throat> the the Tuesday after school or the Tuesday after Martin Luther King Day at school we would you know spend some time and in it's kind of cliche to do it that day but at the same time I, I figured it was still very important and his lessons are still being learned today we yeah. still have a long way to go but we're learning it's happening <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> I'm listening to a, a conspiracy theories podcast right now, and I haven't made it all the way through it, but they're talking about Martin Luther King. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, just how much like the FBI looked into him. Yeah, and wanted to like yeah, do, and do away with him. Fuck you, Hoover was a dick. Yeah, Jagger Hoover was the worst. Sorry, I mean I know I'm like punching down because like he did. <laughs> You're literally yeah trying yeah. to punch down into the ground. Just like my arms seem to not be reaching the six feet down they need to. No, that's okay. You'll grow. They pro- grow. You're a growing young man. I am, dude. I've been eating my vegetables. Yeah. 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 Not as much as I should. <laughs> I had broccoli tonight. Dude, I love broccoli. I love broccoli too. It's one of the few vegetables that is just as good cold as it is uh like warm. cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Carrots. Yeah. Carrots are the other one for me. Now, I I like to cook broccoli at the house because like Ben told his doctor. Uh, my oldest told the doctor that, like, she, you know, she always does the same thing. She's like, what's your favorite food? Like, to kind, kind of, like, making sure that they're getting a well-balanced diet. Yeah. And Ben always says chicken because Ben loves chicken. He loves chicken and steak. Um, nice. And, oh, excellent. What's your favorite uh, vegetable? And Ben will always say broccoli. And so whenever I cook broccoli, I'm like, Ben, I'm making broccoli tonight, buddy. He's like, Daddy, I don't like broccoli. I was like, the fuck you don't. <laughs> I heard you tell Nurse Amy that you love it, so you're going to eat it tonight. <laughs> Nurse, Nurse Amy has a direct line of Santa. You want me to tell her? Yeah. You want me to tell her that you were lying? Yeah. That gets you on the naughty list. Oh, gosh. That's like the quickest way to frighten my children. Really? Oh, it's just yeah. tell them Santa's watching. <gasps> oh, thank you, Santa. Yeah. No, my wife does that sometimes where she's like, hey, you know, we want to tell Santa that you are a good girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, in my mind, I'm like, we, I don't believe in Santa. I don't believe in this shit. Did I tell you about like writing the letter to Santa? No. So I don't talk about Santa to my, to my daughter. Why? Cause I, I'm not lying to her. Brian, you're a piece of shit. I, I don't lie to her. So I just like avoid it at all costs. I'm not lying either, dude. There is a Santa. His name is really just daddy. Yeah. So if a fat bearded man is going to get credit for giving presents in this household, it's fucking me. Okay. <laughs> You're not fat. So anyways, I'm writing this letter. Noel's like, hey, it, it was it's a tradition that I write Santa's letter right. to, to Nora. And so I'm writing the letter, and I'm like, hey, you know, you're a wonderful girl. You know, you're a great friend to all your friends. You're a great, you know, niece to your aunts and uncles and blah, 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 blah. And your teachers have given you good reports. You are definitely just a great young lady, very proud of all that you've become and all that you will be and blah, 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 blah. But I never frame it in a way like, 
you know, anything about me being in the North Pole, nothing about me putting on the naughty and nice list, yeah. nothing. And so I write this, I, what I think is a really wonderful letter. My wife thought it was really awesome. And then I write, love, comma, and I go, here, sign it. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, I'm not signing this shit, Santa. You can lie to our child. <laughs> and she signed it, Santa. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I got really mad at my younger brother, Mitch, because they're they're, they celebrate the winter solstice. They don't celebrate Christmas. And I just, I said, Mitchell, think about how like how much we loved Christmas and everything about it how (coughs) awesome it was and you're depriving your daughter of that well here's the thing and listen I don't lie to my children like I'm very clear even though like they're young yeah I try to be as like clear as I can about everything but I will fucking lie through my teeth about Santa Claus because I know I know the joy it brought me and like when I found out there was no Santa I was like you know, by the time I was that age, I was like, you know, I was like 17, 18. So like it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably like, I don't know, maybe nine, 10. Yeah. But I like mean, by that time I was like, eh, I had an inkling. I was wondering why mommy didn't want to get up so early on Christmas day. Uh, had nothing to do with the whiskey the night before. Oh man. I had to wash myself cause I don't. <laughs> We're setting out the milk and cookies and we throw the carrots outside for the reindeer. And, uh, dude, I went as far as like, I have the fucking, we make, I make fake reindeer prints outside. Yeah. My, my mom did fake yeah. prints in, yeah. in the house. And but like, there. I have Ben do milk and cookies. So Ben and I always bake my favorite cookies. Cause ironically enough, it's Santa's favorite cookies too. Yeah. And uh-huh. we leave out milk and cookie. And I, I like, Anna's like, you should leave out a glass of whiskey for Santa this year. So I was like, yeah, it's a good idea. I was like, Ben, we got to get Santa some whiskey. And so like the next <laughs> day, <laughs> he comes downstairs. He's like, oh, daddy, you know, Santa took a bite out of the cookie. Santa drank the, uh, a little bit of the milk. Hey, Santa finished the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> what you really should have done is Santa like, shouldn't have been fucking drinking and driving. <laughs> I was going to say, you should have like had a tipped over sleigh in the yard. <laughs> Santa ran away. This is called a hit and run. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, God. I don't know. So I when, when I look when I look back on Christmas, and I don't know how, how the hell we get to this, but when I look back on Christmas, the whole Santa thing never like I just really liked the presents and how much fun everyone was having. Yeah, no, so I don't for think sure. I don't think the Santa thing is that important, but I do it because. My wife is similar to you, just very into Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I love the decorations. I love oh, seeing the lights yeah. on houses. My wife does an incredible job on our house. I'm thrilled every year. Yeah, I help a little bit. The first year I helped a lot. Now I just move shit because she wants it done a very particular way. She's very artistic, very creative, very yeah, particular. Yeah. And so I just abide and move stuff because, you know, I'm just a neanderthal i guess to her sometimes so i just move stuff and so i i thoroughly enjoy christmas but now looking back i just kind of like feel bad i was giving santa all this credit my mom and dad my dad pulling extra shifts and working all those extra hours to you know make a little extra money so we could have the christmas we wanted and my mom shopping you know, essentially by yourself because my dad was always working to make the money right. for, you know, Christmas. And then my mom would do all the shopping and 
I don't know when she found time to do it, and there was no Amazon back then, so I don't know yeah. how she did it. But then, you know, they wrap, and it's all done, and then, you know, they're tired, and they're we're unwrapping, like, thanks, Santa! And they, it's just... And my parents were of the mindset, like, nothing was from Mom and Dad. It was all from Santa. Well, oh, see, no, we didn't have that. <clears throat> see, Nora, and, yeah. yeah, in our family, Nora gets some from Santa, some from us. Yeah. And we purposefully tilted a little bit towards us. Oh, I always tilted towards us. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. hey, who, you know who got you those Nerf guns this year? Fucking daddy did. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, every year Christmas Eve, I always um, I always tell Anna to, to bring me down my, my Biggie album. And I'll play it on the record player. She goes, why do you always listen to Biggie when you're, you know, getting ready for Christmas, honey? And I said, well, because I need help rapping. This is what I deal with. <laughs> Matt Lips community. This is what I deal with. Oh, gosh. You see what my wife has to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was listening back a little bit to our, our last podcast, which... If you haven't listened, I thought it was a nice one. We're, we're conversational, similar to like we will be tonight. But I was listening back to it. And then I was also uh, listening to some updates and about the uh, Voting Rights Act or the, the bill that the Biden administration is trying to pass to, you know, protect democracy and all. And I was listening to it, you know, our podcast and the news about that. And I was just like, man. Politics is a very personal topic, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I mean that in two ways. Number one, it's very personal because people make their political decisions or they think they're making their political decisions based on their own moral compass, their principles, their values, how they were raised, etc. And so I think when people disagree with them mm -hmm. or maybe even attack their political beliefs in a, you know, constructive way even but you know it feels like a personal attack like if you're attacking their politics you're not trying to attack them personally but people take it personally because they think they are making their decisions based off of their morality their upbringing their you know values and so i was thinking like man the idea that politics is so personal is very interesting but a lot of people don't think about how personally affected they are by politics on a daily basis. So that was the second thing I started thinking about was, you know, a lot of people don't consider <clears throat> the importance of politics and political discussion until it's at their front door. Meaning, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't like Donald Trump and all of a sudden you're like, well, he's the presidential candidate. Do I vote? Do I not vote? Et cetera. Or, you know, uh, abortion or, you know, gay marriage. Like some of these things, you know, people didn't even think about until it directly affected them or their family. Like all of a sudden, like you might have been against gay marriage and, you know, oh, it's between a man and a woman. I believe certain things with my religion. And then all of a sudden your favorite cousin comes out of the closet and has a partner and they want to get married. And you're like, well, I care about my cousin and I care about you know, their partner and I want to see them happy. Why shouldn't they get married? And all of a sudden it changes for you because your, your own personal experiences changed. Right. And I thought it was just very interesting. So I, I guess I'd like to first talk about 
the idea of how personal people take it when you disagree with them politically or you kind of not attack but you know have a constructive conversation but you know I'm amazed sometimes how personal people take it I'm not surprised this kind of ties in with what we talked about last time yeah um nobody ever wants to be wrong mm-hmm. and everyone wants to think everyone wants to feel like their thoughts are valid um so I think that is part of the reason that it's so personal for people because they don't they I think what they don't realize is somebody's not attacking their humanity. Someone's someone's not attacking them. Mm-hmm. They are t- and attacking they're attacking an idea. But because that idea is one that they agree with, it's hard for them to kind of separate the two to 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 to, to find that division between who they are as a person and what they believe politically. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. I think that's a really good point. Uh, Cause I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I don't, I don't, maybe I do actually. Yeah. Let, let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I, you're a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I've never had a problem with it. I, I, I've never found issue, especially in more recent years, listening to to someone else's opinion even though it differs from mine and, and trying to find some validity to what they're saying um because i i'm pretty self-aware in in the way that i i know that i don't know everything mm-hmm. um and i really enjoy learning um but like i mean you see it all the time i saw it when i took you when we went out for your dinner I was listening to a lady, uh, the bartender. I yeah. don't know how closely you, closely you were listening to what she was saying, but I like was a, not. Oh, I'm a big time eavesdropper, Bry. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to restaurants, Anna used to get so mad at me because I would like I would people watch like a mf'er, um, and and yeah, you 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 hear people talking about what they think to be truth, um, and then as soon as somebody challenges it, it's like, you know, how could you say such a thing? How could you disagree with that? Um, I don't know. I think people are very set in their ways, more so than they even know. You know, we always tease like the uh, the baby boomers for being set in their ways, but I think that millennial, millennials, Gen X, uh, Generation Y, um, you know, we are just set in our ways and different differently than you know the baby boomers were. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, I also was thinking like when people take it so personally. You know, who raised you and who you hold close, you're going to have a lot of similar values as them. And, you know, like I said, your values are going to be what guides you to your political beliefs. Now, do you think that you're guilty of it? What? Being offended or feeling like you're being attacked personally? No, I, I, I. I never feel like I'm being attacked because I can disassociate the the two, like my political beliefs and myself. I would agree with that. I will say I get frustrated, though, <clears throat> when having a conversation with people that... Not that... They just have no reasoning for their beliefs. Okay. And I don't like that. Like, well, that's just how I was raised. But why? No, that's fair. Like, like talking about spanking, right? Yeah. Not not political, but this is a value that some people have. And, 
you know, I've had conversations with people that, <clears throat> you know, a little bit older, but they were like in favor of spanking. Like, oh, that kid just needs a good spanking. And I go, but why? And the moment you push back, they get defensive and they're like, well, that's how I was raised. Yeah. Okay. And the, well, I turned out fine, but did you? Because you want to hit a child just because they're doing something wrong. I'm not going to get on somebody's butt. <laughs> I'm not gonna get on get on someone's butt about spanking. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I laughed before I told the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, a common uh, mistake I make. Um, I think that if you want to spank your child, like that's that's your prerogative. Like I don't, sure. spank, I don't spank my children. I and ironically enough, I do the same thing that my mother did to me. Uh, it's all about threats and fear, and so like. <laughs> My mom used to talk about her getting the wooden spoon. She got paddled, her butt was paddled, her bare, bare butt in the middle of the street when she was probably like 13 uh, by my Nana. And uh, she told the story and like, for, like we were forever terrified of the wooden spoon. And my mom would say, she's like, I will take you outside and I will paddle your butt with a wooden spoon if you keep that up. Mm -hmm. And just the fear like, okay, well, fuck. I guess I'll stop. So like I, I I don't spank my children. Yeah. I just for me it's like <clears throat> I tell my children not to hit and then like what good is it to do, you know for me to like hit them? Like I'm not like you know what I mean I'm not making a good example. Um so like yeah, I'm not about it, but I mean I guess everybody has their own way of doing things. Right. Just... And and I'm not going to if someone opens up the conversation. Like I I remember vividly a situation where someone <clears throat> Nora was young and um, someone had said like she was throwing like a little tantrum as a two-year-old like that's what they do yeah. yeah and oh she could use a spanking and I was like excuse me like first off don't do that to someone like tell them how to raise their kid now yeah. if the conversation comes up so be it and the conversation was brought up right there and I said absolutely not like defiantly in their face like absolutely not that is not what we do and I'm like well and that's why i said like or that's when they said oh no that worked for me like look how i turned out i was like really like how did you turn out where you think it's okay to do that or you know you might have a reaction that is far you know far quicker or you know they they might react more aggressively because of how they were and and this is just like scientifically backed up. So I look at that and I'm like, okay. Similarly, with politics, it can be a very th same thing. Like you were raised to believe certain things and the moment someone challenges your politics, it's usually questioning how you were raised. And I think people take it to very a, personally. Well, maybe too. to a certain degree. I, I I think I'll disagree with you there slightly because okay. I think that's something that happens to most people as they age is that they truly, after the age, I'll say after the age of like maybe 30, I think that's when people truly start coming up with their own political ideas. That's fair. And beliefs. <clears throat> yeah, I, I believe so that too. I, I don't think that after a certain point, I don't think it has a lot to do with how they were raised. I think that there's still traces of what their parents thought and things like that. Um, but I think that, Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers that more often than not, it's their own beliefs by then. But obviously, some of that has been instilled from a young age. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. 
I don't know. It's 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 a really tricky situation. Um, and I think that you can always tell right away how those conversations are going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I I talked to you. I didn't talk to you about it on the podcast, but I oh no, I didn't even talk to you about this. Never mind. I'll save part of this for off the air. Um, but I had a similar. I I, I had a very uh interesting conversation with my younger brother, and um. I won't get into what it's about, but it, it it's something that shouldn't be political that is political. Um, okay. And it, you can immediately tell that, like, he's drawn a line in the sand, mm-hmm. and it will not be crossed. And there is no, for him, there's no gray area. It's black, it's white. Um, And, I mean, it really comes down to, like, people aren't interested in having a conversation anymore unless that conversation backs up what they're thinking. Um. And and you kind of hit it on the head with our last conversation, um, where you were kind of saying that. Um, what was it exactly that you said? I don't know. I say a lot of things. You do. It's great. I love when you talk. <laughs> Hopefully, the Mad Libs community does. Yeah, they haven't also unsubscribed, so that's good. I mean, but I think always... that's to keep that's to keep listening to you. No, that's definitely not true. That's not, definitely not true. If we had the SM7B on your rig, I think that would uh, be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I don't. I, I lost track of where I was going with this, Brian. But um, so you you had a, a I conversation had the conversation with Mitchell. Yeah, line in the sand. Yeah, <clears throat> people don't. Yeah, people just they they they. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I remember exactly. Thank you. You led me right back to my my train of thought. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> it, it goes back to like people just need to to be able to have the conversation. Ah, yes. And to be able to listen to each other. And I, you know, I don't want to say it too much because I know that's something that we say all the time. But it's just it's just oh so important. Um, and and what you said now that I remember that really like kind of um explained it perfectly is that like when you have that conversation and you can see the gears going in their head where they're not listening to you, but they're formulating a response. They're formulating their argument. They're, they're rebutting. Is that how you, yeah. 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 Rebuting, rebutting, rebutting, rebutting. They're rebutting before you've even finished your argument mm-hmm. or your, I mean, really not even your argument. You're just your, your point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of sad. And, and I don't know when it became so political. I, or so um, personal, rather. I think that more so in the last probably like five years is really when like um, it's become this like I, I think I feel like Democrats and Republicans even got more along until Donald Trump, Donald Trump for real. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it wasn't quite so much like I'm just going to stop whatever you're doing. Yeah, I think <sighs> Donald Trump definitely escalated. Yeah, I, I always like to trace it back to Newt Gingrich. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, um, and, I think and, I think Obama had a big part in it. Not that Obama, but like the anger thanks, towards Obama. him, the anger towards him, and so <clears throat> you had a lot of angles to attack him from, and that polarized people a great deal. So you yeah. had the whole <clears throat> he's a Democrat, he's a black man. He's, uh, you know, from Chicago, not from Chicago, but he was like the Illinois senator and had a lot of work done in Chicago and went to UFC and stuff like that. 
So I think there was a lot of angles that he was attacked from. And, you know, those particular angles were very polarizing. It wasn't like a lot of people were attacking his policy because there wasn't as much to attack now that we look back on it. Yeah. Right? Like, the Obama administration really helped climb us out of a financial situation that Mm -hmm. was pretty peril, um, perilous. And, And so... I think the attacks were very personal and they were trying to make it political, but they made it personal. Uh, The birth certificate situation, et cetera. You know, uh, a lot of questioning of his integrity, um, a lot of making fun of Michelle Obama, which, you know, prior to the Obamas, like the Bushes, the Clintons, the Reagans, the other Bushes, like the first lady was rarely, if ever, a target of, of, you know, disdain from the other side. And Michelle Obama was like the first one in, at least in my memory, where the other side took a lot of cheap shots at her. Yeah. And that continued, you know, in the Trump administration with Melania too. Yeah. You know, and some of that she brought on herself wearing like that one jacket that said, don't care, why do you, like that kind of shit. And so she deserved to be chided for that. Don't get me wrong. I don't but know there what were, that means. Yeah, it was like when she was, you know, there was all the um, immigration issues and stuff like that. And she happened yeah. to wear it during that time. Of course, not on purpose. But, you know, it was probably. And yeah, so let's not make hasty generalizations or, you know, assumptions, Brian. <clears throat> it's not hasty. It's been four years. We know it. We know who she is. And so. Do you? You met her? No, we've seen uh, enough from her interviews. Who's we? The general public. I mean, do we want to go this route? Do we want to <laughs> talk about how her Brian, you know, Brian, reporter. Don't, Brian, don't okay, take okay. it so personal. But we're talking politics and that's what we do in this country. Yeah, but it's not personal. Take it personal. I don't. No, so I think that's really when the polarization and personal attacks really started to happen. I think you saw some of it with Bill Clinton, but he brought a little bit of that on himself, lying to Congress and, you know, having an affair in the Oval Office. Like, those things he brought on himself. I mean, he was really just trying to get He he was just trying to get a little ahead, you know? You went there. All right. (laughs) All right. Okay. Take that, Bill. So he, you know. Do you hear that Hillary's, uh, uh, there's like been some speculation? Yeah. 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 I don't think she'll get there. I, I don't sure think, I don't think Trump is going to get to 2024, you know, with all the, the <clears throat> new, uh, the Supreme Court basically said, uh, the 700 documents he was trying to keep under presidential or sorry, executive privilege, uh, can be released for the January 6th commission. Uh, and the New York Attorney General said that they have enough to prove criminal fraud uh, hmm. against the Trump organization. So I don't think he's long for 2024, and that's why I sent you that TikTok today. I think DeSantis is going to be Trump in 2024. And you think so? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. he's even copying his mannerisms and the way he speaks and the, you know, um, what is it? The cadence in which he speaks. Yeah. The mannerisms are all there. I just, I just really hope that Kamala doesn't run. I don't think she will. 
I don't, I don't think I, she has a shot. In hell. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about her, and we can get back to the main oh, topic. But like, no, no, no. And I, I don't I, think she's done a good enough job, and she wasn't likable enough in yeah. the first place. So it's not like, oh, well, she didn't really do a great job as vice president. But man, we really liked her. Like, no, going in, like she was. I don't not think a she's favorable well, character. one. I don't think she's well liked now either, even amongst Democrats. Right. right. Um, and I just wanted to do like, because uh, I figured we had done like a well, let's grade Biden. Yeah, I thought we would grade Kamala. But we can we can definitely do that. No, I just think it would hurt your soul to give her an F. I wouldn't give her an F. <clears throat> I, we you don't have to elaborate too much. What would you give her? Probably a D plus. You and I actually aren't that far off. I was gonna say D minus. I mean, we're in the same ball game. Yeah, different sides of the field. Yeah. I'm trying to think. D plus. She did. She had another Google it moment. Oh yeah. Yeah, was somebody was asking her about. It. So like the the her 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 office has been coming out saying like, oh, well, we're we're really gonna put Kamala in the limelight. Like we're gonna bring her out long form interviews and all that stuff. And I was like, oh shit, that's not a good idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, she sat down and had like a little interview, and they were talking about the at home COVID tests. Yeah, and um. You know, the the person doing the interview said something along the lines of like, well, you know, when do you think this is going to roll out? How many tests is it? She didn't have any. She didn't know how many tests they were making or how many tests they were buying. Rather, she didn't know that. She didn't know a couple other things. And then, you know, like it came up like, well, where to find them? Well, the good thing is people can Google where to find them. Oh. And the interview goes, wait, no, like he's like, I, I know that you have this infatuation with telling people to Google things, but like. Is that really like a, a good thing to say? Just Google it. And um, she said, well, I mean, there's, I'm just saying like, it's a good <coughs> reference. Like when people want to learn things, they Google it and so forth. Therefore, <laughs> like it was honestly like, I, I haven't had a lot of moments where like I was watching a political interview and I truly cringed. But at this moment I was just like, oh. like I, I, I didn't hurt for her. But yeah. I hurt for the Biden presidency. Well, <clears throat> I think Maybe there's he'll... been supposedly there's been a lot of tensions between the two because Biden has kept her mainly off the, or out of the spotlight. Yeah. Um, or his administration has. Yeah. Yeah. The administration has not maybe him in particular. And she wanted to kind of shine and, you know, use this as a platform to get yeah. to the next level and, yeah, and become president. Happen. And uh, it hasn't both like done well. And, and, you know, the thing is, is when she's had opportunities to shine, she's done very poorly. It's been pretty dismal. Yeah. Um, gosh, there was another. Oh, and she I was actually I was I can't remember what I was listening to today, but it was like you know, I had a bunch of clips of stuff that she had said. And it was talking about like she one thing that she does um, that's pretty terrible, too, is like she'll always every, everything that is wrong with her campaign and her vice presidency and all this it's the media's portrayal of her and it's the it's not it's not me it's bad media and it's honestly it almost reminded me of a little it was a little trump-esque yeah uh, well it, it's become so easy because both sides yeah actually all parts of the spectrum right yeah. now are like the media is so bad and you know <clears throat> i've said it once and i'll say it again on this podcast media in general is not bad I think social media can be bad because, you know, it guides you a certain way. But in general, I do not think media is bad. I, I, I've said it time and time again, especially publication, public, like 
publications, whether it's digital or actual printed press. Yeah, I wouldn't totally agree with you on that. I, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't like strongly disagree, but I would disagree. But but, well, but that's not what we're here to talk about, Brian. No, Don't no, attack me personally. No, no, it's per, it, it's it's actually very important because then you can't say that she's not being portrayed fairly in the media because the media is bad. It portrays people incorrectly. I'm not saying the media is always bad. I'm just saying what I'm saying is the media is not always good. I think that it's the first of the story, not to the, the first of the truth. Right, but then she's being per- portrayed by the media poorly, and it's not her fault. It is the media's because the media makes those mistakes. First of the egg. Okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing Ready Player One. I'm in a moment. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like I only because I said first <laughs> of the truth, not first or first of the uh, first of the story, not first of the truth. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So my thing is, is like, it, it. She, I disagree. I think media is very viable, and I think it's, it's, in general, a lot of outlets are very, very good at covering stories fairly and truthfully and actually having the truth. And I think she's using that as a very, very weak getaway because I I think so many people are quick to say, no, I don't think the media does a good job. Well, then you can't say, if you think the media doesn't do a good job, you have to agree with her. I would say um, like television media is the worst. Cable television is the worst. Yeah, but I would... I would agree. I would disagree less when it comes to like publications, print, right? And, and and publications have have been very hard on her. Oh yeah, and rightfully so. She has yeah. not done a great job. Yeah, I mean, and then it really just like we've said time and time again, it comes down to like who you choose to get your media from. Yeah, you know what sources. Yeah. So I didn't mean to take us on the Kamala. No, uh, I I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, thanks for not taking it personal. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I think that you. Um. I think that there, the way that you discuss things with people, it could be seen as you taking things personally when it comes to political conversation. Sure. But I don't really, being that I spend so much time with you yeah. and I, I, I have so many conversations with you, it's not for you. It's not about a personal attack. For you, it's you're so strong-willed in your beliefs mm-hmm. um, and what you think to be true mm-hmm. that you are defending the facts. You don't necessarily feel attacked. No. Um, I That's just a think, good read. That's a good read. You are a good read, dude. I'd read you twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a very fair read. I, I agree. I think... Because <clears throat> you can... And, and I've never felt this way with you personally, mm-hmm. but I can I can see where some people might think that you come off harsh. Yeah. But I think that you're so you're just so willing to engage in conversation that you you have this intensity about you, mm-hmm. and like I enjoy it. Uncle Jimmy enjoys it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that's a good distinction to make too, because you can come across very passionately about things. I I, I had to have this conversation with my mom. I was having uh, actually a conversation with the same little brother, ironically enough. And I had to call my mom and I had to be like, Mom, like, listen, I need you to be real with me right now because like, you have helped me over the course of 34 years to become a better person <laughs> every day. I said, here's your chance to really give me another leg up. Like, I said, am I, am I difficult to talk to about you know political things or like 
anything in general. I said, do I come off harsh? Do I come off arrogant? I said, and and you could be brutally honest with me, mom, and I will only, you know, take it in a positive direction and learn from it. Um, hmm. Yeah. What did she say? She said no. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. She said that, actually, ironically enough, we're having this conversation. It's, it's, it's very much just this scenario. It's hard to do. It's 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 even harder to do with family. It's easy. It's easy with friends because you're like, "Hey, fuck you, dude." Yeah, that's true. You, know you can I mean? just play it off. I think, I think, w- where I come off harsh, I feel I'm being direct, and I challenge things like, "No, I disagree." Yeah. Why? Why? And that's okay. Like, tell me. And I think that's a. I think more people need to say why. Like. It's okay to question people. I, I think people yeah, my need five year old does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I always encourage that, right? It's well, it's important. It's important to ask why. Yeah. It's and and, and, it's, and we and, talked it, about it, that last week. Yeah. It's and it's important because you know what? You cannot take because of this very reason. Yeah. Things being <laughs> so personal, like you cannot take what a lot of people say at face value. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. And and you know what we we didn't really run into this in a bad way, but like we ran into this a little bit when we were talking to you know last week or not last week on Sunday. We brought up the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I and I and I asked you like, oh, did you well, did you watch the full the the full interview yeah. or did you you know I mean have you followed up with it? And like it wasn't like um and this is what's so great about talking to you about something is where like I I can send you a video and really I just sent you a video to make fun of the fact that my phone is always listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't gather until after. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 Brian, you don't actually have to watch the video. I'm just shooting. I watched the whole thing. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, but it had to do with, like, you know, Joe Rogan backstepping on something. Um, yeah. But, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, so in that scenario, it's just something that you didn't know. It's not something that you were trying to misinform. But I do feel like you cannot take what people say at face value. And, like, not even, like, not even. Well, now, hold on, not, hold on. Not, yeah. So, so the Joe Rogan thing. Yeah. The Well, he was wrong. He he backpedaled on Twitter after the interview, so it wasn't like he backpedaled during the interview. He didn't go. He does you know a little what? bit. Yeah. I, I, you know what? You were definitely right. I was wrong there. He never does that. If you listen to the clip from the interview too, which wasn't in the video, okay. Um, I don't think it was. Maybe it was, or maybe a portion of it was. But he says, "Oh man," he's like, "That's not what I read before." Was his response? Yeah, but then he starts challenging like. He said, what they were reading there. He said, I'm not familiar with this source. Yeah. is what he, Those were his, like, not a direct quote, but that's a pretty close quote. Right. I'm not familiar with the source. It's like, well, okay, but what I'm saying is real except for this particular source. He started challenging the source. In Twitter, he backpedaled and said, well, this guy made me look like an idiot, and I respect him, and that's why I have him on here, and, like, all this. And he was very, you know, um, he praised, uh, I think it's Steven Zepps. I believe is yeah, the name, so. something like that. And then, you know, that, that doctor or whatever, that personality retweeted Joe and he said, Hey, this is why, you know, and you know, people call him bullheaded or whatever. And, you know, stubborn and, you know, he doesn't know his shit. You know, he's a good guy. I love the guy. And, you know, this shows his, you know, character. And so that was great. And, and I told you like, Hey, that's great. I'm yeah. glad to see that. I would have liked to have seen it more in the interview. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, he did take that step back, and that's great. Yeah. And that for me, I'm not. I'm not a kind of person. Like, I don't care when you take your step back, as long as you take your step back. But I can. I can see absolutely what you're saying because more people are going to listen to the, so it's the like, podcast it's like when, rather than go back and check his Twitter. For well, it. it's like when you have to like, um, 
not redact an article, an article, but like you have to basically come out and say like, ah, oh, everything I printed this article was bullshit. What's that called? Retraction. Retraction. Yeah, it's like it's like when you print a retraction. You know what I mean? It's like when the story comes out, it's fucking main page, baby. Right. Right. Headlines. Right. But then the retraction's like page seventy eight, subparagraph F in the bottom right hand corner. See appendix B. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, and then and then it says in that a retraction will be printed about this article. In the article on the third day of the seventh month of next year. And then that forwards you to Encyclopedia Britannica of 1996. <laughs> and it's under under the F section and it says, fuck off. <laughs> I take a turn. <laughs> but that, to, to your point, like I understand. Like but, but not everybody, not necessarily everyone's going to read his Twitter. Because, yeah. Especially because now he's getting on Getter. Getter, yeah. Somebody come Getter. <laughs> dancing in the dark <laughs> after Brian and I did that on the last podcast my son was like he was asking I remember what he said he was asking for the gator song he thought he was saying gator <laughs> yeah yeah and so now my son walks around uh, and I sent Brian a video of this um, you better go gator she's messing with my gators <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a really cute video yeah Ben likes reptiles yeah you're gonna have to post that to the Mad Libs Insta I will. It would be the first time I've ever posted a picture or a video of my children on social media. Finally, we'll go viral because of my child. Your child is cute. Uh, thanks, Ben. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here's the, you know, going back, you know, <clears throat> I'm glad you, you, you brought that to my attention. I wasn't like, I, I, I supported that. I wasn't like, yeah. well, this is not good enough or like, no, it, it's fine it's not yeah. great it's not bad it it's better than what i had thought so good i give yeah. credit and so i wish people were able to take that step back and go okay well yeah it's not as bad or you know relent a little bit like yeah. that's the point of all this that's it's like you've got to relent a right. little bit people won't though not not a lot of people you know what i mean and yeah. that's that's the hard part like you have to understand that like when you were two years old you didn't know shit yeah you know what i mean yeah um but then, like, you know, when you were five, okay, like, you know, I'm starting to learn letters and numbers and shapes and shit. Um, you know, and then as you go on, okay, I'm now I'm 20 and I'm in college and I'm learning about this and, you know, critical thinking and, um, you know what I mean? You should forever be learning and, you know what I mean, something that you thought to be true at 18 years old doesn't have to be true when you're 34 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, and that's okay. Yeah. Like that's the and and the, I, like for and maybe that's why like I don't have difficulty or you don't have difficulty like separating yourself from the politics because like learning to me is just so awesome yeah and like I I I, I want to continually learn and yes I want like things that I think to be true to be true but like sometimes I'm just wrong and that's okay yeah I I, I agree I think that's why I try and be direct with people it's like there's times where you know, people are direct with me and it kind of catches me off guard. And I'm like, Oh, but at the same time, if they're right, I'm like, shit, they were right. And that's, that's more important. That, like we get you, to that truth yeah. that, and then it makes you want to learn more. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not going to be wrong next time. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably my attitude. Oh, mine too. Very competitive. <laughs> no. Like, okay, now I'm going to read three books on it. Yeah. From different sides yeah. of the spectrum. But I don't know why I turned into Richard Nixon there. Um, <laughs> I think that's why I try and approach people directly in, in, a, in a lot of things. And, and I think sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. 
I think with politics on this podcast, I like to be a little bit more animated. Yeah. But I am well, very. Which makes it fun. <clears throat> I am a little overly zealous at times, I would say. That's fine. But it's more because I want people to have that same energy. Because getting back to the overarching topic is people take politics personally, but they don't realize how personal it is. And so that's the second stage of this whole thing is like, yeah, as I watched the Voting Rights Act basically get knocked down by the Republicans in Joe Manchin, and I think Kirsten Sinema. Sounds right. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I think it was just the Republicans because uh, <clears throat> all these famous West Virginians like Jerry West, who's an NBA legend, uh, Nick Saban, who's the coach of Alabama football, uh, Paul Tagliabue, who is a former commissioner of the NFL, all these famous rich people of West Virginia wrote a letter to Joe Manchin saying they that he needed to uh, pass the voting rights bill, and which surprised me because awesome. a lot of those people aren't like outwardly political because it could be a detriment to their income. Meaning, like, right? You know, Coach Saban is a is a coach in Alabama, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a, a state that's going to disagree with Republicans, right? So. He's taking a stake and saying, hey, this is important, regardless of party, regardless of anything right, else. Like, right, right, our right. democracy is important to protect. So anyways, um, as I saw that, I was like, you know, people don't realize how invested they should be in politics because it is guiding your everyday life from your taxes to your um, your property, your right. rights as a citizen, you know, your ability to make change. By having those rights, like voting rights acts and stuff like that, yeah. your ability to make change to the country around you, to the community around you, uh, is is being affected on a daily basis. Change is made through legislation. You know what I mean? And like, one hundred percent. And people forget that until there's something wrong in their life that needs to be fixed exactly. through legislation. You know, and it's a very good point that you made. And so when you actually brought this this subject up to me, I was I was excited. I thought it was great. Um, and it, it's for that very reason. You know, it's like the, you know, you, you brought up the, the idea of like, oh, well, I was against gay marriage. And then I found out my cousin is gay. Um, yeah. You know, doesn't hit home with me because like I've, well, I guess it does. I have like four gay cousins. Um, but um, I've never been against gay marriage. You know what I mean? You can marry whoever you want to marry. I don't really care if you want to file your taxes jointly. Um, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And you want something solidified and written down saying, like, this is my my partner forever. Awesome. Don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it, it's very much like that. Like, that stuff is going on constantly whether or not you're paying attention to it. And so that's why it's just so important to constantly, even if you're even if you're doing 30 minutes a day, just do a rundown. You know, you could listen to it. There's a great podcast on, I think it's on all major podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. It's called the Mad Libs Podcast. You can get 30, well, <laughs> Brian and I run long. <laughs> An hour. But you know what I mean? You could do it in two days because we only post twice a week. Yeah, absolutely. So like you can get just a little bit. Every little bit helps just to know what's going on. And we should actually do like a uh, what happened this week in 10 minutes segment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Like at the beginning of every podcast. I like it. Yeah. We'll we'll start working on that. Yeah. 
Um, not probably not for the next one because I think on our next podcast we're doing the live stream. I got the Elgato. Brian got a cat. I would never get a cat. <laughs> I'm a dog guy. I'm a dog guy. We're gonna be live streaming us playing uh, Super, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I think we should for the first one literally just play Super Mario, and you can join us. Uh, have a drink by your side on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna do it in the. Afternoon. Okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. Afternoon. Cool. 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 Uh, we'll post on Facebook exactly what time, but I don't yeah, know, two o'clock. Yeah, something like that. I think two o'clock is a perfect time. Yeah, I'll order uh, pizza. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in too. All right. Cool. Maybe I'll get wings if you're a good boy. <sighs> what if I want to be we'll naughty? S- nah. <laughs> Does that mean I get poppers? <laughs> no, jalapeno poppers. No, that means I'm going to put a Palo sauce on your wings. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to be doing a live stream on that, but we'll we'll definitely look into. Doing it's going to be a blast. I hope you guys can make that. Uh, I did want to say one last thing Please. with the idea of people not realizing how personal it is. Yeah, it made me think of the <clears throat> the uh, quote that you can see like the Holocaust Museum, and it was uh, first they first they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and uh, I did not speak out because I'm not a trade unionist. And then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, but no one was left to speak for me, or something along those lines. Whoa. So it's like, it it it's so important you stay proactive rather than reactive. That's really Because good. when you're reactive with politics, you've lost all the leverage. Because yeah. you got to understand. Your right to vote, your right to protest, your right to speak out is far stronger than any amount of money that corporations can dump in, any amount of political power that the politicians have. None of that matters as much as your right to vote. But if you're not exercising it, then you are losing that leverage. And if you're being reactive, like we're seeing now, yeah. they've been gerrymandering, they've been restricting voting rights, et cetera, et cetera. You are now losing that power that you have that yeah. is that can supersede theirs. So that's why it is so much more important that we be proactive and that we be progressive and that yeah. we really go out there and do what we believe in you know, and sometimes it means taking to the streets, but in general, it means having conversations, talking with people about these important topics, even though it affects people personally and a personal level that sometimes these conversations can be difficult because people might get hurt, but have those conversations because politics is personal. It shouldn't hurt someone's personal feelings, yeah. but it is personal in the sense that it affects you as a person day in and day out. Yeah. No, you nailed the quote. Did I? Yeah. First they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists. I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a really poignant thing. That's good. And so it is personal. Um, so when people are having a conversation about politics and they disagree with you, mm-hmm. they aren't disagreeing with you as as a person. That's not a personal attack. But what is happening in Congress can be a personal attack on you because that policy shapes who you are and what you get to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important we have the conversation. That's good. We're going to end it there. Do good. That's really good. Wait, wait, wait. Before we okay, say do good, okay. be great. Okay. I just want to remind you. Lead with everybody. empathy. <laughs> so the thing is, 
So Freight's going to freight. I'm just using all my cliches. <laughs> so, here's I guess I use. so here's the thing. In what sense? In what sense? Uh, I do want to remind everyone, we haven't done this in a while, but please uh, remember we have a Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. We have a uh, message us. Yeah. Message us in, uh, in the live stream. We're going to yeah. be playing super Mario. Obviously one person can play at a time. So jump in the stream, have a chat. Yeah. You know, chat with us. Please. We're going to be there. You know, when, when Kevin's playing, I'm going to be staring at the chat and wanting to talk with people. You can ask us anything. It can be political. It can be personable. It can be sports, whatever the case is. We're just going to be playing some, some yeah. super Mario. And remember, you guys can always email us madlibspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're here for you guys. We love you guys. We have a Patreon. So if you want to continue to support yeah. beyond just listening, yeah. we're so thankful that you listen, that you subscribe, and that you tell your friends about this amazing podcast. We're very, very thankful for that. But if you do want to financially support, you can uh, check us out at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you. Nailed it. Do good. Be great. Love you guys. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saint the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out. Rondemo. This is bye bye ta-ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Got a